0: Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. Each week, we will sit down with a guest and chat about news and events related to women in the sport and hobby of pinball. Now here's your host, Lauren Gray. I am so excited about today's show. I love to keep it international in the sense that there are pinballers from around the world. We are combined by our love of pinball. And I got to meet or hear about, I guess, meet via email, our guest today via Kate Rothwell Jackson. And when I found out what she did and and all the things that she was into, I was like, yes, please, please be on the show from Germany our friend dina Lindsay, yay hey hi everybody hi lauren hi dina thank you again for taking time out to be on the show dina was very very kind y'all yeah because i had there's a time difference between dina and i so dina was very gracious and was able to uh move her schedule around to accommodate uh being on the show so thank you again dina for 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 being able to do that i really appreciate it Problem at all. I was looking forward to it all week. So, uh, um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. All right. Dina, for our friends who don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into the sport and hobby of pinball and where you're at today? Right. Well, I'm Dina. I come from
1: Siberia, which is like 6,500 miles away from where you are, Lauren. (laughs) Like The other way, the Pacific way. Google doesn't even know how long it takes to uh, get it the other way. So I was born in the Soviet Union, and there was nothing Western. And I mean, I've never seen a pinball machine when I was a kid. I've never heard of one, and I certainly never played one. And... It wasn't even like topical. I moved to Germany in 2007 and not long after I met uh, my now husband, uh, Jim Lindsay, and he was kind of speaking about it and said, well, there is a pinball machine in our local pub and I kind of didn't connect the two, but I'm also a, a massive rock music fan and the 70s rock music is like my era. And obviously, I am a massive The Who fan, and Tommy is one of my favorite albums. So, and Tommy, the film, the film by Ken Russell, is uh, I absolutely love as well. So, after watching the film for the fiftieth time in my life, I kind of it kind of connected, and I thought, well, I really want to go and play some pinball now because I could I could relate it via the music uh, to it via the music. So I said to Jim, well, I would really like to go and play some pinball. Shall we go and find somewhere to play? And the first kind of official place to play pinball was the Germany Open Pinball Championship. <laughs> <laughs> so I like never played a pinball machine in my life and entered the tournament. Straight away. Oh my goodness. Uh, yes. <laughs> so there were three of us uh, Jim, uh, who did have experience in PIMOL, his daughter Kate, and I. And we were supposed to play in groups of four. So uh, we got the fourth person, who happened to be one of the top uh, ranked uh, players in Germany, uh, ernie Rotter. So, and he was. Uh, very kind, he didn't speak much English uh he was very kind uh well, I was kind of translating, and it, he shown well, it really took us round all the game sets that uh, we were supposed to be playing and uh one of the games was Tommy, so I was absolutely happy. I actually had like eighth result of the day on 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 the machine, and I like never seen it before, and then, you know multiples kept coming, and I was so excited and like did, did really well. So yeah, we had lots of fun that weekend. Uh, well, we obviously like came like very, very, very bottom. We didn't, we weren't last,
0: which was very surprising. Oh, that's the best! You're like, I'm not last. That's how I felt at my first tournament. I'm like, I'm not last.
1: No, I mean, <laughs> Kane did really, really well, and Jim and I weren't uh, like very much behind. And so we got to know all the all the people. Well, like lots of people, British players, uh, lots of German players, and kind of kept in touch and it then took off so for the first um, three or four years we played competitive pinball and that was it so (laughs) we didn't have a pinball machine at home there was like no local club uh well jim joined the pinball league Uh, he used to live in england uh back then and uh, i didn't have like any contact with pinball community apart from like very highly ranked international tournament, <laughs> so and that's where I learned from really because the nice thing about tournament, you get there under a lot of machines and you obviously watch your opponent play. them when you get to learn them this way, so and um, yeah,
0: that's how it all started. I know that the German Pinball Open is considered one of the premier events in European pinball, so that is, no pressure, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no but I, I it's so funny I, I listeners I did not know that this was her origin story but it's very similar to mine it was one of those I knew about pinball I grew up with it but I wasn't in the competitive scene at all but I just go ahead and sign up for this little thing called the bat city open you know I'm just like hey, oh go check this out it's I didn't realize that the caliber of players I was playing, <laughs> okay. and I'm like I just kind of showed up like hey this looks super fun <laughs> and everybody's do you know who that is it's like the 10th ranked player in the world. Oh, well, that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) But it's one of those things where you kind of don't know what you don't know. But I still had a great time. And of course, you know, now I'm hosting a podcast. So (laughs) about a pinball. It's one of those things where yeah, you know, I got kind of caught up into it.
1: Well, we didn't even know that we were automatically registered for the world ranking points, uh, like until like four years later. (laughs) I got (laughs) all these points. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we didn't know there was a ranking list and it was only kind of topical where, when I think it was registration of, for a tournament that was based on your ranking position for a preferred place. Ah. Uh, And we sort of, for, well, that's something we need to research and then stumbled upon our names. I <laughs> the a website. Okay. I'm number so and so and I have so many points and I'm ranked somewhere. Okay. I'll come <laughs> <have> to now. <laughs>
0: I, yeah i know it's so funny with within when it comes to the ifpa you know worldwide ranking points and are you'll hear people call whopper points i i'm like not i mean i'm interested in the sense that i'd like to be not into to like the rank ten thousand something or another As someday i'll move up i was even
1: mentioned on the website uh as the biggest mover of the month oh that's great yes i thought i thought that i thought i that was really nice because uh, um, we went to the EPC, European Pinball Championship, mm-hmm. which was in Madrid. And I flew into it from a business trip and I was really sick. I oh, mean, no. like with fever and everything. And it took me like, I I was able to be awake for like two hours. So I played my games, uh, on the classic and on the main and then went behind the stage and, uh, and had a sleep on the chairs for, for an hour and a half and then came back and played more games and things like that. So, and I did really well. And, um, um, especially on the classic side, cause uh, there were lots of Spanish and Italian classic pinball machines and the majority of people didn't know how to play them anyway. So, my kind of feverish, cautious way of playing was uh, kind of paid off, and I moved like whatever few thousand positions <laughs> in, just, uh, in just one uh, one session, so yeah, that was it. that was kind of
0: nice. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I would love to be uh, the biggest mover i it's for me, it's kind of a glacial movement. <laughs> <laughs> for yeah. moving up the ranking. Yeah. So that's awesome. I love that. Well, we've heard your origin story. So now we're going to jump into news and then we'll talk a little bit more about what you're up to and, and the things that you're involved with today as well. There's a couple of big things that happened the past week or so uh for pinball. It, it had been kind of a slow news run for the last couple of weeks. Boom, I'm, I'm kind of scraping here for news. Um, But the big one, of course, was the Elvira House of Horrors leak. It's now official, but it was leaked. Um I had heard on the Canada Pinball Podcast that the and again this is hearsay because somebody's telling somebody who's telling somebody else on a podcast. But it was that somebody yeah. kind of essentially yeah. cracked Stern's website. Again, that's not confirmed, but the images ended up going from there of course to Pinside where everything goes and they spread from there it looks like a really fun game I you you guys heard a couple episodes ago I don't like it when they do stuff like this I mean y'all cannot be surprised I'm like can't you just wait to be Uh. surprised but (laughs) but I of course I'm gonna look I'm like it's not like I'm not gonna look I'm gonna look at the pictures I just got a look at the actual release from IGN but there's a lot of space there's more space than I thought there'd be the middle of that play field. It has a castle in the back, very reminiscent of medieval madness. I like the colors. Um, it looks fun. Very uh, candy-coated kind of wonderland there. Um, have you gotten a chance to see some of the pictures or look at kind of the leaked photos, Dina? Well, I actually didn't realize it was a leak because um,
1: I saw the uh, Stern Pinball post on Facebook on the on Friday the 13th. And I w- the this little teaser trailer thing, and I got all excited because I like the uh, Elvira uh, uh, machines, the classic ones, and Scarlet Steve, and and I just just love them. It's uh, it's a really fun game. So actually, until I listen to your previous episode <laughs> i didn't realize that it was a leak at all and then in your notes uh, i found the the links to uh, to the leaked uh, uh, cabinet photos and and stuff like that so uh well i was completely oblivious to that fact and uh, i did have a look and um i actually quite like the this little ramp on the right and I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, to the game because uh, obviously, well, hopefully the sound uh, was done by uh, Cassandra Peterson.
0: Yeah, that's what I understand. So, I mean, I'm trying to get more information about it and we'll have more info on the next episode as uh, more information comes out from Stern. But yeah, she was very involved and this uh, particular machine is going to be tiered like the Batman 66 from what I understand. There won't be a pro model because of um, the way it's produced. So they'll have right. um, the like. A premium an L E, and then like a collector's edition. The like the first tier had just the regular kind of logo on the sides, and then the the upper tier had Cassandra kind of lounging on her side along the the cabinet. Which I thought I liked that one a lot. Uh, I was like, oh, that looks really cool. And I'm interested to see more of the art in detail. I was a fan of. Yeah. Uh, I grew. I don't want to say I grew up with her, but I very much remember Elvira hosting her show. I like the machines as well. Um, I think she's a a very iconic, a very fun character. I don't know a lot of younger players would necessarily know who she is. Although Anna from our little flip bonus episode, this is like her number one theme. She's so excited. So I'm sure she is just like jumping for joy that <laughs> the new Elvira machine is out. I, I have I might have to like circle back with her and I'm like, how did it turn out? I might have to get a review from Anna. Yeah. It's uh I'm very excited yes. about it. It looks cool. I can't wait to see some actual gameplay on it because to me that's the that's the telling point. I want to see somebody play a game on virus. So we'll see. Um, I, I'm sure they're probably going to premiere it at Pinball Expo. Um, so that'll be interesting. And I get why I don't necessarily get the leak, but I get why Stern would kind of want to do it right around this time. It's Halloween and this is uh, her her big time of year. <laughs> For, for Elvira it's Halloween time yes. October fall time so I, I get it but again people wait to be surprised just just wait it's it's good it's it's okay to wait. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, you
1: can have your wishes and you can speculate, but then you actually are really excited when the official release comes. <laughs> exactly,
0: in. just wait and be excited, and then it'll be here. Uh, but I just the way that people like are just so obsessed with how ha- they have to find out all these things. Y'all, calm down. <laughs> just calm down.
1: <laughs> I mean, we didn't even know. Uh, but Game of Thrones was the next machine when Game of Thrones came out, and Kate did the work for it, and you know. It was, like, not sh- not long before her wedding. And um, on, the, on the day of the release, um, uh, she sent a Skype message saying, there is something we need to tell you. And it's like, you know, what does a parent of an adult daughter think before her wedding if she says, there is something I need to tell you? So... There was like, ooh, we're getting some babies, you know? And then, uh, and then we sat down, sat the call, and she says, do we know what the new pinball machine is? Uh, we, we sort of, huh? That's a strange way to start that conversation. <laughs> I said, well, yeah, that's Game of Thrones. And then she says, well, that's, uh, I am the voice of it. And then it's kind of, you know, it was a complete sort of cognitive, well, like b- brain <laughs> blow. <laughs> so, it we sort of expected one piece of information and then we got the other one, which was like, like miles out of the context. So, uh, yes, that was, um, that was a very sort of how a game release really shall be in real life for surprises and excitement, in my opinion.
0: the fact that she was able to keep a lid on it and then um, somebody arranged for her to have a Game of Thrones machine at the wedding. Yeah, it was amazing. I was like, that was so neat. Uh, I want somebody to, I don't have a cool voice, at least I don't think so. (laughs) Pinball manufacturers, I'm here waiting. If you need a voice, I would be glad to voice your call-outs on a pinball machine. That would be so cool. Well,
1: if somebody needs a Russian killer or a Russian female mafia boss or um, some secret agent, with a Russian accent, please call me.
0: Dina, I think you would totally do an amazing job with that. So, you know, look, pinball manufacturers, <laughs> two ladies here ready to go. I can give you your country twang <laughs> or very American accent yes. and, and you got your, your, your <laughs> Russian killer over here. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We'll do it. (laughs) Next story in news is I just wanted to announce this because I just think it was really cool. Slap save pinball, the uh, slap save pinball podcast had put together a auction to raise money for project pinball. Slap save had put up a pretty much mint condition Gorgar and the highest bidder would get the machine and all this other cool stuff. There was, and it was all this neat stuff. And it actually went for $5,500. And there was also a match. Uh, from another listener. So over $11,000 went to project pinball, which provides a uh, children's hospital with pinball machines. And I thought that was amazing. I mean, well done and kudos to Iceman 44, who yeah. uh, was the uh, final winner. We don't know his name. That's just his name online. Congratulations to him for scoring an amazing machine and pinball experience and much love to the slap slave pinball podcast for, you know, you know, essentially donating that machine and raising all that money. I think that was amazing. Yeah,
1: that sounds really, really right somehow. And I would actually like to see more, um, like money going to charity from the tournaments, like the participation yeah. fees rather than being given as the price money. I'd rather see it go for a good cause, um, as well. So, um, yeah. Well done. Well done guys. That's a very positive.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah, no, tendency. I completely agree. And I just, I I had to say kudos to them because I thought that was pretty amazing. Um, now I, I mean, I thought they would do well, but I wasn't expecting that. Well, <laughs> so I was like, that's great. Yeah. That's a lot of money. That's, that's really good. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness. And so the next piece of news is the big one. And, I haven't got a chance to watch the stream, but uh, they did a stream last night about the new Ghostbusters code update. Uh, I am so excited about this. You guys know I'm a big Ghostbusters fan. I am a fan of not only the franchise, but the pinball machine because I love games that are really hard and mean. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but there was a, a lot lacking in the code and people have been complaining about this for a while. And um they did a stream on dead flip of the um new Ghostbusters code and I have not gotten a chance to watch it because my life's been crazy right now, but it's like literally on my like to do list for tomorrow <laughs> or sometime this weekend. But Dina, mm-hmm. I, I understood that you caught a little bit of it.
1: I am at uh, well, I've been to a uh, Levy uh, to work. Um party yesterday and woke up in the hotel this morning um, sort of not feeling very fresh and uh, just clicked on a random spot on the on the video and just started watching at breakfast so the colleagues were kind of looking at me funny uh, <laughs> <laughs> well I'm not a morning person anyway so I prefer to uh, <laughs> stare at my phone and I caught the bit, bit about the mini visit mode um Which is the 100 ghosts catch up mode. And, uh, it looks like real fun. Uh, well, obviously it was a test game, so they put the number of ghosts up to 100 to start off with. And, you know, you start in the game and then you go into the super, into the, into the wizard mode. And I thought, hmm, that's a bit strange <laughs> and then uh and then uh Jim who watched the uh, uh the bit from the beginning said, well no this just this is just the wizard mode, but apparently they made the game easier um kind of the modes are selectable, and you if you well previous code if you missed the uh, the start mode shot uh with the first ball, then it's kind of a difficult uh thing to do to start the mode and now it's apparently one hit at the ghost target okay to re to light the start mode yeah which which would be really nice because that was my most annoying thing on that uh on the machine that if you miss that shot it just yeah. takes ages and you effectively spend the first ball um getting to it so yeah, that's. I'm looking forward to uh, to actually playing a game because our friend Heinz has one at home. So I hope we'll get um, an invitation for a pinball evening.
0: <laughs> I know. I, I hoping. I haven't met any local collectors that have when we don't have one on the location here in san antonio but i uh, know that I'll, there's several in houston so at least when i head to houston in a couple of months i know i'll get to play a, an updated ghostbusters but i thought this was kind of cool that you guys um you got to um, kind of premiere ghostbusters um in a way dina that, that you got to kind of do that i think that that's really neat for was it was it at the german pinball open or the european championships the first stream uh that
1: we ever did uh, was in 2016, which was the Germany Pinball Open, uh, which happened to be in our region, because uh, it moves from different parts uh, uh, of Germany. So, uh, And Jim was kind of asking everybody, shall we do a stream, shall we do a stream? And everybody said, well, we don't have time, and we don't know how to do it. And uh, it sort of said, well, we'll do it then. And there was the first... Game on Ghostbusters that was available in Germany. So there was like very first set of machines that came from from Stern, and uh, they were um, put into the uh, tournament by uh, Stern Distributor uh, Pimble Universe. So um, the final games were Game of Thrones and uh, and Ghostbusters, and uh, which was kind of very <laughs> nice to learn the machine yeah. in the final because uh, the machines were not on free play. They weren't paid to play oh, okay. uh, during the tournament, and the finalists didn't actually have the time to play the games that weren't in the tournament because Germany Open is like really intense in terms of time um in the qualification rounds so it was actually quite it was a great final that and um it was um i think a good effort for for us to like as a first stream and uh yes that was that was really fun and then it took off from there for us (laughs) so yes i do have the uh, fond memories of um Ghostbusters (laughs) ghostbusters <laughs>
0: beginning no i think that's amazing and so that that was your first kind of foray into streaming um what is it that you enjoy about the the streaming process um because obviously you've kept doing it <laughs> so so what is it that that you like about it
1: the reason why we kept doing it is uh, probably the being perfectionists <laughs> cuz you know we started with uh with like a microphone stand uh no it was a camera stand with some weird extension, uh, like three, uh, Logitech webcams and, uh, some hideous microphone of some sort. <laughs> and, and, you know, and then, uh, sort of, and then everybody asked, uh, to stream another tournament and we sort of started juggling the logistics of it and, uh, then realized that there was, there were certain limitations to the system and the data transmission was kind of not suitable for everywhere and, and then we changed the um the poll, the holding of the whole thing uh method then uh you know and it's just kept rolling i mean every and everybody kept asking are you going to be streaming because uh the competitive pinball streaming uh is actually something that people watch for different purposes uh, some people watch themselves just to see how they do technically where they made mistakes where they made wrong choices and things like that and well actually the sort of the competition and the match play side of uh, of it is also very uh, very fascinating so um, yeah we kept doing it and uh, Because we kind of live um, in a very good location in terms of getting to various places. So, like, one hour, 20 minutes to Holland, uh, like, well, two hours to uh, to Belgium and, you know, major locations are drivable. So, we just, yeah, kept doing it until um, um, Jim got an email from Josh Sharp saying... Can you do the world championship?
0: That that must have been an amazing moment.
1: Yes. And then it looked at me and said, they want us to do with the world championship. I said, well, see, yes. <laughs> and then, you know, we started panicking because, I mean, we couldn't have done the world championship with the previous uh, set of equipment that we had. And uh, it was actually very nice because uh, Josh um, asked all the European country directors who potentially could stream, if they knew who could stream the tournament. And um, both uh, the German country director uh, Tobias Wagman and the Dutch country director Adjonker uh, both at the same time said, oh, Jumbo <laughs> <laughs> Yes. it. So, um, yes, but uh, obviously the world championship was a double pinball in uh, Milan in Italy which is a fair flight away from where we live. So we need it not only to make the system absolutely spot on reliable, but also make it portable so that it goes
0: as a luggage on the plane. The guys who stream here in Texas, particularly the, the one I think about is Phil Grimaldi. He's kind of like our streamer for, for our Texas events. Uh, yeah, he drives everywhere. So I can't imagine having to pack all that gear up and fly yes. it somewhere
1: yeah well, we actually designed the uh railing system so that it collapses to a certain size and to fit it in a in a golf bag. oh nice, so we bought two identical golf bags and uh well kind of sports equipment uh bags that are one meter long um so that's the maximum height that a bag is considered to not be. Uh, bulk luggage. Okay. And not having to be processed uh, separately at an airport. So, um, yes, we just created the uh, railing system so that it completely takes apart and goes into, uh, lo- sort of lengthwise goes into that size bag. So, uh, and then all the other, uh, bits of equipment, uh, followed <laughs> the construction. So uh, we have like, um, Uh, like a control box that is uh, actually part of the collapsible railing system Um, so yes there was lots of uh, trial and error and lots of engineering involved and lots of logistical uh, thought uh, involved in uh, putting the equipment together and a lot of cost and um, we kind of got to the point where we needed to decide Whether we're doing one rig or two rig system. So, and you know, we just, it was a cost question. But fortunately, uh, we asked our wonderful friends from PU parts if they would like to sponsor us, sponsor the second set. And fortunately, they said yes. So uh, we, Manage the second set of equipment without sort of ruining <laughs> our our holiday our holiday budget, because <laughs> so, it's like uh, yeah, it's a fair fair value in uh, in the equipment.
0: That's yeah, when you know so, you're in the uh, hobby is when all the like the money from your vacation and holiday fun and all these other things they just yes. all go to pinball and pinball related events. <laughs> Yes,
1: uh, yes, effectively, um, that's that's been a criteria for not going to particular <laughs> tournament or at, uh, some <laughs> tournaments anymore, uh, just of, because of how expensive it is to get there and to stay there. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, there are some very expensive countries uh, in Europe. Yeah, <laughs> Yes,
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh so I I commend you because I've never tried to stream pinball. So what you've kind of perfected it in a way. What are if somebody who is new to streaming wanted to stream, what are some things that you as a kind of a veteran streamer would recommend to them? Like what how could somebody get started?
1: Well, um it depends on the purpose really. Um if it's like home play, uh, then you don't even need to have like expensive kit. What is essential is a good light and a good sound. So um, we found the, uh, well, the light is a big issue because, you know, if you have like a square industrial uh, LED light or fluorescent light, uh, either straight above a pinball machine or just uh, just past it, then you're going to have a white square in your stream. So, uh, it was the, it was the case in the, uh, in Milan as well. So we just, uh, found a piece of cardboard, uh, which was called the, the square buster. Uh, yes. <laughs> and we had a team of square busters, uh, which were, uh, like, um, willing really volunteers with, uh, a very unstable looking set of step letters, uh, how, uh, when we streamed a particular machine that was anywhere near that strange square light, uh, just went up and put the piece of cardboard over the light. Uh, so, so yes, do not do um, fluorescent lights in your pinball cells. They do not look nice in the stream. So yeah, that, uh, <laughs> that's number one. Um, and the sound, um, the sound, I prefer watching with. Mach- Sa- games where you can hear the sound of the pinball machine. And for that purpose, the uh, standard um, sound input of webcams or camcorders even uh, is not sufficient. So um it's like having the microphone that is stuck to the back box is um, pretty much essential. And the third thing is a good set of computing power. So if you have a gaming computer, then you will be able to do a, an easier job with uh, processing all the, all the video files. Well, at the, at the World Championship, we streamed 90 giga, gigabyte of data. Oh, yes. wow. I mean, you do that need a, a lot of good data. processor to be able to deal with, <laughs> with this amount. So, um, so yeah. Uh, but, you know, our initial streams with, uh, like, good quality webcams would do for a home play, for example. If you don't have to move, uh, like, quickly, then you don't need to worry much about connectivity or uh speed and if you have a good light then uh, then quality of, of the picture is not that essential either so it depends if you're doing the world championship then you have to invest in uh, in like high quality full hd uh video cameras and camcorders and a reliable data transmission system but if it's home play then just um uh well uh jim has the basic kit Right, hope. Um, So, if anybody wants to sort themselves out in terms of um, a camera set, just drop me a message. I'll send you the composition of a starter pinball streamer kit.
0: Oh, that's great! Awesome. And Yeah, we'll uh, definitely uh, put some contact info in the show notes. Uh, I think that's really helpful because I, I haven't done it yet. I talked to Phil Grimaldi, who's kind of the, as I said earlier, the local guy in Texas that does a lot of our streaming. And I kind of started asking him like, I want to stream. Like, what do I need? And then he started asking me, you know, about my the processor speed of my laptop mm-hmm. and and what I wanted to do and what my intentions were. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah. wow, this is this is a lot more intense than I thought yeah. it'd be. And I do have that eventual goal. Like I do want to be able to stream because nobody here in San Antonio streams. Yeah. So I would like to have that happen eventually. Yeah. I just have it there's a lot of other things that have come yeah. up for me. Um, <laughs> yes. uh, but I, 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 think that's amazing. And I just think it's so interesting that it's something that, that you and Jim do together. Um, so do you guys have any other big events coming up, uh, for the streaming or just for, uh, any kind of big pinball, uh, things that you guys have coming up? Uh, yeah, well, the season is starting. So
1: the next really big thing is, um, something called uh, midsummer uh, tournament in Fulda, in Balls and Balls in Fulda, uh, which is um, one of the few proper set-up, like, business-wise set-up pinball locations in Germany. and um, okay. It is... Um, yeah, the location is amazing and uh, the tournaments uh, we utilize the public holidays to play four days of pinball. <laughs> uh, it's kind of four and a half. 'Cause the tournament starts on the third, uh which is the Unity Day uh, in Germany. And then everybody has taken the fourth off, which is a Friday, and uh well everybody comes on Wednesday and we start the warm up tournament on Wednesday at seven o'clock in the evening. And so I mean I think in the four and a bit days uh we're going to play thirteen tournaments. All full, like full size tournaments with lots and lots and lots of players, and that is uh, that is one of the best tournaments. Uh, that well, certainly for me, and it is also very challenging because obviously you're not only playing the tournament, but you have to stay there till the end of the final to stream it, and sometimes right. finals in in balls and balls uh, like. Um, Unknown to have finished at 2 a.m. <laughs> so it's like a very short night sometimes. Um, well, I think we had the final that finished at three one year. Oh my yeah. goodness. So we def- effectively we play uh, three events a year in that setting. So we utilize uh, one of the religious holidays in June. And play for the event, and then it's, um, the midsummer with the Unity Day, and, uh, there is an event around Christmas, so, which is kind of all similar format, and, uh, because we, well, we kind of already belong to the organization team of Folder, uh, we always stream that as well, and it's a lot of fun, because, uh, these tournaments are really popular, and, um, the, Quality of players is amazing. It's like, you know, the whole European top bunch of people um, doesn't mind coming to Fulda. Although the club is not like massive. It's um, to have like around 40 modern games and 12 classics. But the tournament format um, is set so that we can play as well, as many people can play as much pin- pinball as possible. And uh, it's always fun, and you know, and the guys, uh, well, Matthias and his wife who run the uh, and own the uh Balls and Balls are like really nice, and they look after everybody, and the catering is awesome, and they're doing the barbecue for everybody. I mean, it's like oh, it's nice, like, it's like really, really good, and you know, yeah, everybody just um, yeah, loves it. I mean, I think the uh, summer event, which is called IFP Olympics. Uh, was, uh, sold, uh, in under a minute, something like that.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: So it's not only Pinberg that is sold <laughs> in under a minute. Of course, we don't let thousand people play. It's, so uh, it's around a hundred. Uh, but yes, it's, uh, yeah, it's really nice. And I mean, in nine years that I've been playing, uh, Germany has come a long way in terms of, Number and quality of organized events. I mean, in 2010, there were like 40 tournaments. And last year, there were 120 in Germany. Oh, so, wow. yes. I think we've played like 80 by now, as in, uh, for September. And there are many more coming up. So, um, yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's the next goal. So looking forward to it.
0: I think that's absolutely amazing. And I've, I've actually kind of answered my follow-up question. I was going to ask you, do you feel that pinball in Germany is growing? And obviously that's a big yes. yes. Um, the, the scene just seems to be thriving. Yes. Um, I, overall, I, if somebody were to say, hey, I want to go to a, a, a pinball event in Germany, what event would you recommend to them? I know you have to like, it's like picking your your favorite child or something, but yeah. um, somebody who is, I'm going to plan a, my vacation around some European pinball events or some German pinball events. Yes. What were some events that you would recommend?
1: Well, um there are lots of great events and um in uh, different parts of the year as well. So, um there is uh, well, we can go around start of the year. Um there is an event uh, in January uh which is uh, in Belgium on the coast in Oostende. Uh which is really really nice, and that is kind of you can consider it as a holiday place. Although, well, uh, North Sea in January is <laughs> probably the preferred choice for a holiday maker, so no, but the tournament is really nice, and the guys are doing really well with it. Um, then, um, in April at Pinball Universe, uh, the massive PU battle they call it, um, it's a really good tournament, and um. It sort of sells out quickly as well, and the teles has all the cream of the cream uh, of uh, european uh, players and I mean, Pimble Universe is an amazing place it, it's i don't know if you know it uh, this, uh, they are a Stern distributor Oh uh, wow, okay yes so and you know and though um like events and you know they have a showroom, a massive showroom, the impeccable quality of machines. I kind of a bit sort of more stern than normal. There are lots of DMDs. It's like, it's, it's, the place is phenomenal. And because the guys are friends and they're also very supportive of streaming, they sort of set everything up for, for us to, to stream that as well. So. So that is definitely an event, but you need to know in advance because these books out quickly as well. Um, so yeah, in ho- uh, in uh, in the Netherlands, the uh, Dutch Masters, which is absolutely great, it's in the clubhouse of the Dutch Pinball in Venindal, which is a set location, and it's it's really good, and it's also like uh, it's like the European Championship. I mean, uh, you see every flag of European pinball scene um, participating there. So that is really good. Then our Midsummer Olympics in Fulda. The nice thing about Fulda is you fly into Frankfurt, 50 minutes you're there. So, oh, that's that's good. Yeah. it's uh, Well, Frankfurt International Airport is like 50 minutes on the train away. Okay. And the venue is like at the train station, like five minutes away from the train station. So, um, it's, it's something I do regularly I fly back from, uh, business trips in Frankfurt and just go to people tournament. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's on the way, you know, it's yeah, right it's there. It's on the way, <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, way. <laughs> uh, Saves
1: me driving. Um, so yeah, uh, then it's the midsummer and the Dutch open, which is in October.
0: So that's right around the corner.
1: Yes, there is going to be like not a single weekend without pinball between <laughs> now and November. So we start in Fulda, the, then it's the uh, European Pinball Championship in Copenhagen, which I'm really looking forward to as well. Then there is German League Finals in uh, in the uh, Pinball Museum in Zelligenstadt, which is a great place as well. Uh, and they have open days, I think, every Saturday but you can't obviously take part at league finals because you need to be in the German league then we're going to Switzerland to our friends uh, Levente Trigova who is <laughs> playing oh my goodness yes and then uh, in November it's the Dutch Pimbal Open and then there is Herbst Convention which is um, the internal tournament of the German Pinball Association so if you're a guest in the country you can't play that one either right yeah, well, you know, there are a lot of tournaments and they're all um, getting to be organized really well. And, um, yes, our uh, country director, uh, Toby Wagaman, uh, is really maximizing the amount of pinball you can possibly play <laughs> <laughs> on the weekend uh it sometimes kind of doesn't feel like you had a weekend uh, it more feels like uh, like a chore <laughs> I, I, understand, me, I understand believe
0: <laughs> yeah. me
1: so uh but it really it kind of balances out the uh, ability of people in 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 europe to get points to compete for the spaces for the qualification for the world championship uh because there are lots of countries who don't like who have like five to ten tournaments a year and if you don't get like to practice and uh, if you don't get points how do you call the whoppers Yes. <laughs> yes. So if you don't get whoopers, you don't go to, you don't go to the World Championship. And that's uh, for a competitive pinball player, it's kind of nice that you can get points somewhere. So um so yeah, that's um that's pretty much uh, yes, we do we do have lovely tournaments. Well Germany Pinball Open is one, but it kind of moves. So it's uh, unpredictable where it's going to finish or being and some places right. kind of difficult to get to.
0: No, I understand yeah. that. Believe me. Yeah. Um, no, that's, I mean, that's amazing. That is a whole lot of pinball. And I I hope to get a chance to come out to, to Germany. I do go out there every once in a while for work. Um, so I'm kind of thinking, I need to look at my calendar and <laughs> see if yeah. I can make that happen. Um, do well, you guys have any plans? To- <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I will. Do you guys have any plans yeah. to come to the States anytime, soon? Well,
1: we registered last year, well this year, uh, for the Pinmasters in Las Vegas, which was uh, I was kind of hoping uh, to qualify for the Ladies World Championship, and I was like one spot off. Oh no! So, yes, I was the, the the unlucky bugger just below the uh, <laughs> pull off line. So, and um, well, we didn't we didn't go because. Uh, well, we kind yeah. of freaked out a bit um because of the Brexit. I don't know if you know what I'm talking I, about.
0: I do know what you're talking about. So. Yes.
1: So okay. and because my husband is a British citizen and he has to cross the border uh in Germany. Um and it was happening on the day of the original Brexit. So we just uh, the uncertainty was too high. So we decided not to go. Uh well I would love to go to uh to Pimberg. So it's kind of on the plan, but it's like, it's not a very definite plan. So, um, we need to, uh, uh make it a little bit more, uh, specify it a little bit more.
0: <laughs> well, I hope uh, that you you and I get a chance to meet in real life because I have really enjoyed having you on the show and hearing about you. your experiences, not only in streaming, but just in pinball in general. As we wrap up the show, we have one segment and it's called Inside the Pinball Studio where I ask you some questions and get inside uh, Dina Lindsay's pinball mind. Are yeah. you ready? Yay, yeah, Ready! <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dina. Here we go. Question number one: What game do you love?
1: Absolutely, no doubt about it. My absolutely favorite game of all times is the Game of Thrones.
0: Ah, love it! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, for I mean, obvious reasons. I, I mean, there's, there's a Kate connection. But uh, what is it that you love about Game of Thrones? Well.
1: The ability to play a different strategy based on the house or, you know, uh, the, the layout is good. The shots, I, I just hit the shots. I mean, uh, cause they're fun and you can control it, but if you need it fast, you can get it uh, going fast. It's like, it's, you test and you use all your skills. and you know, and I'm a kind of backhand player and, it's everything is backhandable so uh, right. it's like it's it's the whole it's all i've never watched the game of thrones and i don't know the series and i just but i love the game so uh yeah it's uh it's just amazing i'm just staring at it uh we have one at home from for obvious reasons <laughs> so yeah <it's, laughs> yeah uh, yeah, it's my favorite that's game. That's your
0: favorite. Oh, no, that's an excellent choice. I, I am a huge fan of, of Game of Thrones as well. All right, question number two. What game do you hate? There are kind of two contestants
1: <laughs> holding a close uh, first position. One of, the, one of them is Haunted House. Oh, wow. It's okay. So irritating. I don't do this, you know, bottom play fields where you have to think differently. Well, I am an ambicinist. I don't do right and left very well. So, you know, the flip bottom. And it's just so irritating and so annoying. I just can't stand it. And uh, the other one is Avatar. Really? Okay. I just, I don't... I played Avatar like probably 70 times in my life. And the highest score ever I achieved was like 12 million. I mean, it's just not my game. It it bores me, it annoys me. I don't know what to do on it. I don't want to play it. It's just <laughs> no. No, thank you. It looks beautiful. I don't I don't I don't mind the look of it,
0: but it's just the actual game well, itself. Yeah. No. Yeah, thank I've you. only played it twice. I haven't had a lot of time on it. And I it, I don't hate it, but it hasn't like really grabbed me. It's kind of one of those meh. I'm like I'm not in love with it yeah. so i I, I can no. I, I want to get some more time on it before I make a decision on that one all right yeah. question number three what is your favorite pinball sound this can be music uh sound effects uh anything of that nature
1: oh um I actually love the soundtrack on junkyard <laughs> like the whole of it I mean the the, the angel and the devil and you know hurry, 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 come on, hurry, hurry, hurry. And, you know, and the the dog barking and uh, the girl shrieking. It's like, it's so hideous (laughs) and so fun at the same time. (laughs) Well, the game is ridiculous. I mean, the theme is ridiculous, but I absolutely love this game. And uh, the sound is Part of the this love, so uh so yeah, I think I'll have to go with the junkyard
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was unexpected, I love it, I love your response, and not, i I haven't had that one yet uh, for that particular question <laughs> yeah. and on sound, uh
1: I quite like the the chimes on the eight ball starter button yeah, that's kind of makes me want to. Tense, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. I love it. I love it. All right. Question number four. What is your favorite pinball art package? This can be back glass, cabinet art, play field art. I think I'll have to go with Captain Fantastic. Oh, I love Captain Fantastic. I'm a huge Elton John fan, so. Yes. Well, I'm not
1: only a huge Elton John, well, I'm not a huge Elton John fan, but I'm a huge fan of him being the kid, uh, obviously, from right. uh, Tommy the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and this is exact uh, picture and it's so nicely, well, him as, as the kid. Um, it's so nicely done and the expression on his face is, is, is right. You recognize it. It's just, yeah, I like it. It's, uh, it makes me smile and I love the game as well. So, uh, yeah, it's in our club. So, uh, it's like has the central position and every time you, you go, through the door you just see it and it sort of makes me happy
0: yeah no that is a a really great art package and it's just to me it's very iconic so i I love that answer we had not had that answer yet so i'm liking this dina i like it (laughs) all right uh next question and this has got to be a hard one for you since you've been to so many what is your favorite pinball expo event tournament to play in or attend well it's
1: actually quite easy yeah it's actually quite easy answer it's the i f p Olympics uh at Bulls and balls It's the format I was telling you about uh we have a four and a half days tournament uh the Olympics is always in June the weather is always wonderful. You can sit outside chatting and uh, the event is fantastic and uh, you get to uh see all your friends from all of europe and uh, it's just it's just great fun and lots of <laughs> hard pinball <laughs>
0: awesome all right well i i thought that would be harder for you i love i love that you like yep nope i got it no, got that down <laughs> i got it all yeah, right I got it. Uh, who would you most like to play head to head this can be somebody that you've never played pinball with or somebody that you just really enjoy playing pinball with
1: um i think there are two parts to that answer um the non-competitive play as in like normal practice play um, I love to play with, uh, uh, Peter Blakemore. He's, uh, one of the top guys, uh, from the UK and a really good friend. Um, he's an on the fly player. Therefore, I don't like playing <laughs> him in a tournament. Well, I mean, he's like a thousand times better than I, but, uh, he, I don't like on the fly players because they sort of, I suspect they're cheating. <laughs> Because <laughs> I can't do that, <laughs> so it's kind of I have this inner revelation against it, but he knows absolutely every game that was ever created i mean, and it does take his time to kind of take me through the games and just uh uh tells me how to effectively go through uh through a game uh, with uh you know minimum effort and maximum points, so yeah, I love that, I love our little practice sessions. But in tournament play, I really like playing the guys who are good friends and amazing control players. Uh, like, uh, like Toby Wagaman, uh, Stefan Herold, uh, Benny, uh, and Frank Goethe. I mean, they, these guys are like, like, thousand times better. But I mean, if I am heavy, if I need to like really concentrate, and if I have a really good game, then I have a chance to win. And, uh, and if I lose, it's no so hard feelings because uh, <laughs> of them, and, and they're really really good guys. So, uh, but they are amazing to watch. Uh, the control mechanisms are really like insane. Um, that's kind of my aim to play like, like them.
0: Dina, final question. What is your dream theme? This can be a theme or this is a theme that has not been produced by a major manufacturer, but that you would like to see come to life.
1: There is one and only for me and it's the Ho. Oh, okay. As a memorabilia as a piece of memorabilia uh, to celebrate the Ho and their contribution to pinball as well as to music and you know, uh, Roger Daltrey and uh, Pete Townsend are still there, Um I mean, if if a manufacturer would ask them to, you know, do a voiceover, I'm sure they'll do it. I mean, they are so vibrant and 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 crazily in love with what they're doing, uh, that they'll do it. Well, I'll, you know, I would really like it to be a piece of memorabilia, like with a big screen showing original, um recordings like you know beatles kind
0: right, of right,
1: right. goes in that direction but the cabinet is like painted like and uh, you know it'd be nice to like have really like posters and like the first ever tickets ever sold to the whole show and you know and then playing all the songs rather than just uh, the tommy songs the well the best selection of like my generation or you know that would be like oh, <laughs> <August> <laughs> right now. So, so yeah, that would be definitely my absolutely dream team, and uh, you know, I I actually designed one on the paper. So if anybody is interested, <laughs> <laughs> just ask me. I'll design you the Who Machine.
0: Dina's your girl. She's gonna hook you up if you guys need a design uh, for the Who. That that would be fabulous. Yes. I'm a big fan, so you. Can I, I I could not tell. <laughs> I could not.
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm sure you yeah, somewhere between Captain Fantastic and you know, <laughs> the original story, you no.
0: well, Dina. Again, we I have had so much fun having you on the show. Thank you for taking the time. It is very late there, so I appreciate you coming home from work and sitting and chatting with me. I would love to have you on the show again sometime. And it's just been so much fun uh, for me. It's really important to highlight women who are involved in pinball across the world not just in the u.s so again thank you for all that you do in the hobby and the sport and i would love to have you on the show again sometime this is so much fun
1: oh thank you lauren thank you for inviting me and i would really like to actually go to the u.s at some point and uh probably do a stream there so if we are ever doing a stream in america you are welcome to comment just come and do a commentary as well oh that would be great Yeah, that, that would love. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I would love
0: that. So we'll have to make it happen. Uh, yeah, definitely for people who are interested in, and in you and want to kind of ma- learn more about you. Are you guys online anywhere? Are you on Facebook or Instagram? Uh, yes.
1: Well, uh, we are on the video collecting, uh, channels for obvious reasons. So on Twitch and YouTube and it's all JDL underscore pinball. Uh, it stands for Jim Dina Lindsay uh, underscore Pimbo. And on Facebook, it's the same. It's JDL Pimbo. And um, yes, we probably will do an Instagram account as well. But at the moment, it's Facebook for uh, everything else and uh, uh, YouTube and Twitch for watching our streams.
0: All right. So those are great places to go find out more about uh, J.D.L. Pinball uh, and Dina and everything that she does. And for all of our listeners, thank you so much for your support. I'm Very, very excited. We're still keeping it international. Next week, our guest is going to be number one ranked female player in the world, Miss Danielle Peck from New Zealand. She is going to be on the show. Yeah, I'm very excited that we were able to organize that. Also, um, we're going to be playing with um, some time there and, and figure out how to coordinate that but she yeah. is uh, very excited to be on the show and uh, we can't wait to have her and we're still keeping it international because women are playing pinball all over the world and we are just owning it so yay! <laughs> uh, yay if you have any comments about the show if there are people you think hey this would be a cool lady to have on the show or or any kind of comments you have please feel free to email it's podcast at gmail.com yeah, thank you Lauren thanks for having me my pleasure everybody thanks for tuning in and keep flipping thanks for listening to the back box pinball podcast